0: been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes.
1: The force is strong in my family. What do you mean? My father has it. What did you say? I have it.
2: Liar!
1: My sister has it.
2: I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. Take
0: it back. Woo! This is Woo! it. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up. No, I'm all right. Go! Go! Hello there. I
2: would like you to be my guest. You underestimate my power.
0: Yes. <laughs> we would be honored if you would join us. Patience, my friend. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. You hear that?
1: Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen.
2: You are listening to the voice of the Alliance. On this episode, I am joined by the always lovely Daniel Leahy.
1: What's up girls?
2: He's flashing a lightsaber. And I'm also joined by my brother from another mother, Steve Amundi-McMahon. It's a trap! Who seems to be wielding some type of lawn game mallet. As I can see through Skype.
0: That's croquet, my friend. And yes, hello everybody.
2: We have an uh, action-packed episode tonight. Maybe not quite action-packed,
1: but... A lot of stuff.
2: We do have a few things that we'd like to cover and <coughs> talk about. Our first segment, we wanted to get right into it. Actually, you know what? Let's let's talk about the group first. The, yeah. The uh, Alliance of Stylist Fanatics on Facebook. www.taoswf that's short for the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, Tau Swift. You can go to that website. We have links to all of our social media feed, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. A link to Steve McMahon's personal diary. <laughs> Digest some of that. Not true. Not true.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a for people listening that don't know about the group. I mean, it's just a really it's a great place to just have a conversation. I mean, if you're if you're one of those people that doesn't like to tread around Star Wars groups on the internet because you love Jar Jar Binks and you're afraid to to say it out loud. Our group is the kind of group where you you can say that. You know, I mean, you don't have to love everything, but it's all about being positive. So if you're looking for a place like that, Tao Swift is the place.
2: And if you're a dirty troll who loves to bash Star Wars
1: ban hammer so that i can ban you all right i think
2: uh this is gonna be interesting tonight because (laughs) all three of us are wielding giant drinks so yes this is is gonna be fun the end of the show is probably gonna be a hot
1: mess
0: (laughs) i I take no pleasure in banning members i do
1: yeah i I do i totally do um all right so you mind if i uh, you mind if i lead into this like all the crazy stuff that's happening g
2: let's do it daniel take it away
1: so last week we talked about you know the latest news was ron howard getting brought on which we were all pumped about we thought it was a really good choice by lucasfilm it's a safe choice we were happy with it and we felt good about it and then even more drama comes out about behind the scenes uh rumors about alden's performance rumors about how long this has been going on um and it's it's gone, it went from going back towards we're okay with this to kind of leaning back towards the, ah, this is kind of uneasy, Lucasfilm's in trouble with this one. Um, at least for me, that's that's where I'm at with it. But the fact that there are, you know, acting coaches on set for, you know, one of the most important films in the world, that worries me a little bit. Now, it's a blanket statement to just say, oh, there's an acting coach. That means there's bad acting. no. It could just be they're trying to correct some things that had been ingrained into the characters by Lord and Miller, which is likely, which is what I subscribe to. But you never know, because we're not there. We're just getting little seeds, and little rumors coming out of production. So for me, at, at the very least, it's gone back to this uneasy realm of what's this project going to be. But what do you guys think about these rumors the past week?
2: Steve?
0: One of the things that I heard, or I've been hearing, I, I don't, I didn't hear the source or read it from the source. It was just strictly from hearing others talk about it online. Was the acting coach, or the questionable acting performance from Alden, might have had a lot to do with the fact that they were trying to make him into some kind of Ace Ventura character instead of yeah. actually the Han Solo we know and love. Which, yeah, he, it's
2: it's not Dumb and right. Dumber. It's the Han Solo story, which he
0: apparently was one of the things that he balked at and finally decided to come forward and start talking to the production company about. If that's mm-hmm. all true, then thank goodness because I didn't want Pet Detective Solo. <laughs> I don't know about you guys.
2: No,
1: I did not. No, when I heard Ace Ventura, I I was like freaking out. Just that phrase involved with with Han Solo Star Wars, it just, I almost lost it, man.
2: Yeah, he's not slapstick. He's just sarcastic. Yeah. That's how he should be portrayed. Yeah. Although I will be, we'll say with the acting coach thing, there's many seasoned actors who have acting coaches if they're working on something. Some kind mm-hmm. of funky dialect or some different thing. Um, It's not something that entirely freaks me out. I'm not freaked out by this at all. I'm almost eased up a little bit. I guess maybe just comfortable with the fact that they made this change. I think they're doing what's in the best interest of the movie and of the franchise. hmm You know, they had those issues with reshoots for Rogue One. People freaked out. I don't know about you guys, but Rogue One was pretty good. Made about a, a billion dollars. The movie was fantastic. It was Vader. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. and that was part of the reshoots those are things that happen like Danny said, said I said it last week nobody hates Star Wars like a Star Wars fan people freak out they think everything's going to fall apart Oh, it's going to be terrible it's going to fall apart, it's going to be the Phantom Menace that's not true they're taking steps to make sure it's a good movie mm-hmm. They'll. I'm sure they did some things that were good but they didn't get in line so it is what it is.
0: This could have happened to Rogue One if Gareth, if Gareth had decided to not play ball. Mm-hmm. He said, "No, I'm doing it my way. I like what I did and tough crap." Tony Gilroy would have been Bye. the director and on the production tour and all this on the publicity. Right. But we, if we didn't know the backstory, nobody would. I mean. How prominent was Tony Gilroy in the credits or in the uh red carpet? I mean, was he even there?
2: To be honest, I didn't notice right. him anyway. I didn't see him in any of the so, anything at yeah. the beginning. Or so, yeah. Yeah. Well
1: Gareth Gareth played ball and he he did direct a lot of the reshoots. Gareth did. I mean, but Gilroy was there and they did there was like a tandem thing going on. And he is such a huge fan that I think he cared more about doing it right than any sure. pride of his project, which, which clearly isn't the case with Lord Miller. Cause they were not, yeah. I mean, the one true thing we know coming out of this is they were not willing to play ball at all. So what, and a point that I want to, I want to ask you guys this. I listened to, to Collider's Jedi council today and Christian Harlock made the point of saying this is the second standalone in a row where they have had to call all hands on deck in the middle of shooting and, you know, really, really change the tone and direction of a film. So does that to you, does that, does that bother you guys? Does that worry you at all? Because on the flip of the coin, it's, we haven't heard one bad thing from episode eight. And the worst thing that happened on episode right. seven set was Harrison Ford broke his leg, ended up being a good thing for the film. Cause JJ got to spend some more time and rewrite stuff. So Andy actually broke his back. He broke his leg, dude. No, JJ his leg.
2: He broke his back. He yes, fractured he did. a disc in his back trying to lift that door up.
1: That's true. And by, by... so as usual, I was right, Daniel. Hypothetically, no, putting just a team on his back. I'm talking about Harrison Ford, man. I know. So, so yeah, I mean, does that worry you guys? Because like for me. I look at these standalone films and it's like these are the ones you can screw up. And I know that's a really scary thing to say as a Star Wars fan, but let me yeah. ask
2: you a question. Have you seen a bad Star Wars movie yet?
1: Never in my life.
2: Why do you think that is? Because like Rogue One they could have really screwed that up.
1: They could have. But they did not. They could have.
2: Because they had their finger on the pulse. Of the movie, yeah, they do, and they they're monitoring it. This is just my personal belief. They kept their eyes on it, made sure stuff wasn't bad. If they saw something going in the wrong direction, they stepped in and they corrected mm-hmm. it. Now, I'm not worried yet because they haven't done anything to make me worry yet. Mm-hmm. If this movie comes out and it's terrible, yeah, you know, maybe the next standalone film. Might not be that good. Yeah. As of right now. Just my take. Them them stepping in on it isn't panic. I think it's reason to be confident that they're gonna put out a product that people are gonna enjoy, that they're gonna go see, keep going to see, they'll keep making money and they'll keep making money. I
1: agree. I agree, man. And Kathleen Kennedy is she's there's a reason she's one of the most difficult people in Hollywood to work with as a producer. Uh, it's because she's a perfectionist, and she she needs everything to be perfect. Man, I mean, I've heard I've heard stories from people in the industry that I know, and man, she really. I mean, she's a taskmaster, but look what she produces—some of the greatest films of all time, literally the most profitable films of all time, in the top five yeah. at least. So, you know, her, what what goes on behind the scenes with her, I have all the confidence in the world in. It's just stuff we're hearing about because it's Star Wars. So, if she's if she's cracking the whip and circling the wagons and getting things going, I have all the confidence in the world she's going to do it right. Because I have no reason to say that she wouldn't do it right because she always has. So, although the Han Solo film seems to be in a lot of hot water right now, I think they're going to pull out of it. They'll be good. So Yeah,
2: you know how it is. One thing gets said and spoken of and everybody who's got a blog and... Star Wars blabberdy blahs, freaking out, <laughs> freaking out. Oh, it's gonna be a terrible movie. Let's blog about it. Reshoots. They just yeah. to relax. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine.
2: I will, Ron Howard. I think he's a safe choice. I think he's a good choice. I just um, started watching that show. Um, Genius. On National Geographic about uh, Albert Einstein, he actually directed the first episode, and um, the series is fantastic. And I went back and I rewatched part of that first episode today in preparation for this. Um, I think he really—he's really good. He knows what he's doing. If he has a decent script, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to make this thing great. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that—that's some sweet show prep, bro. Really is. Nice. <laughs> One Look, could almost call it genius. In Lucasfilm I trust. I know I know people will scoff at that comment, but they haven't gone wrong yet. Yeah, they've had their they've had the, their battles with the uh these two standalone films. Michael Arndt left the project, The Force Awakens.
1: That's true. right. That's right. I don't
0: know all the circumstances behind that, but I certainly like what we got. And I know it took some convincing to get JJ to do it, so yes, The Last Jedi is the only feature film from Lucasfilm since the purchase that is yet to be—I don't know—touched by touched by controversy, if you will, in the
1: production phase. Yeah, thank goodness for that too.
0: Touched by controversy, Steve Macism right there.
2: <laughs> Let's keep the controversy
0: away from the rest of them no kidding that's the last thing I want with Star Wars franchise is drama behind the camera it's like ugh oh. anyway yeah.
2: well we don't have a ton more to talk about with this um, it's all kind of been covered it's all over the place and it's kind of been rehashed and these are just a few of the new things since we last recorded an episode so we just wanted to talk about that i guess we could move on and talk about forces of destiny that is approaching us i believe it's july 3rd on youtube Mm -hmm. the first one
1: uh let me you know let me double check that july 3rd really is that really i think
2: it's july 3rd on youtube the 7th or 9th it'll be on disney xd
0: i thought it said disney channel but yes that's no
1: it's it's no, no 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 it's on it's premiering on disney's youtube channel Okay, yeah, because they're I just said. they're. No, you said Disney XD. Well,
0: you said YouTube on the third, and then oh, yes, okay, TV broadcast a week or so later.
1: Young Daniel, I see. I, I, I should have been bro? actually listening.
0: Well, to his credit, you didn't mention Disney <laughs> when you said YouTube. You only said YouTube. So
1: well, yes, whatever's bruh. Yeah. So all right, let's go through the timeline real quick. So July third, the first eight shorts are released with a new short being released each day until July 9th. And these are all on the Disney YouTube channel. And then they'll be on... What is that? It's just... Is that it's, YouTube, yeah, YouTube slash Disney? Disney? And then um, what else? And then when, um, I, I have uh, Wikipedia up right now to make sure that I get this right. So And then later in the year, more episodes will be released, which is in the fall sometime. So... Yeah, and they cover. We're gonna have Ray. There's a Ray short, Ahsoka, which I'm most pumped about. More Ahsoka is good Ahsoka. Um, there's a Leia one, which is pretty cool because it takes place on Endor during Return of the Jedi. Spoilers. Sorry if you didn't know that. Um, there's Jin Urso. So in Felicity's playing Jin, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Maz is in there. Um, Tia Sakara is coming back to play to play uh, Sabine. With Leia in an episode, so that's pretty cool the uh the trailer yeah, there's, a, there's a little
0: preview of that in the trailer
1: yeah yeah there's uh the trailer's really cool. it doesn't give you yeah, a ton, is. but it shows you like a little flash of everything, so yeah, I'm really excited about this project.
0: I love the fact that the actors from the movies and the voice actors from rebels
1: are voicing all these characters mm-hmm it shows um, the dedication by by the people producing this. Day. It shows they care mm-hmm. about their characters, you know, because Felicity and Daisy could very easily, and Lupita, like, they're all so busy, they could have just said, yeah, whatever. I don't need to do a, a three-minute short. I'm sure there's for... not
2: a whole lot of money involved in doing voiceovers for two or three-minute shorts. Right. I'm sure they're not just doing it for money. They're doing it because they probably love it, I would assume. Exactly. Unless exactly. they're on I'm a ex- contract, in which everything I just said is garbage, so...
0: Naturally, I'm excited for the prequel (laughs) prequel era stuff. Um, The list of characters showing: Ahsoka, Anakin, also Padme is on this list.
1: That's right. I forgot Padme.
0: I'm excited to see some prequel era stuff, but uh, one thing I'm also did I see
2: Yoda's hand?
0: Yeah, he's in the trailer. In that trailer, he's it. He's in there. He's in the series doing something, but also Ketsu Onio. Ketsu Onio, the uh, mm-hmm. female Mandalorian—I don't know, bounty hunter, if you will. It's Sabine's sister. Yeah, she's gonna be in the show at oh. some point. So
1: I, I love Ketsu. Awesome.
0: I want to see more from her. Definitely sounds good to me, bro.
1: Yeah. Fun Did stuff. you say so? So this animation style. What do you guys think about the animation style? Because if there's anything that I've seen uh, criticized the most. It's the animation style.
0: I people love it. People
2: whining about that it's 2D. It's cartoony. It, it's a three-minute short. Oh, yeah. It's it's not a I'm contention so- for Best Picture. People really need to chill
0: out. I'm sorry. Yeah. It doesn't look like Toy Story. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a three-minute cartoon.
1: These beautiful Jeez. vignettes that Lucasfilm wants to give us on these characters. And for three minutes, I, people, some people just don't understand how production works. Like how how much stuff costs. I mean, when you just to like animate, so like Agent Callus when he has that little string of hair that hangs down from his forehead in one of the last episodes from season three of Rebels, just to animate that, that that costs like two hundred thousand dollars of budget. <laughs> it, like, it might be an exaggeration,
2: it, but it does does cost it, a lot. It costs a ton. It takes a lot of time. I mean,
1: yeah, the the amount of time it took to because you got to go in edit the model. Like, you have to animate it into scenes. Like, st- building those sets digitally is so expensive. Like I believe there's a,
2: I read that there were episodes that didn't have Vader in it because it cost too much to make his cape yes, fly around. Yeah, I, don't, it's, I don't know if that's a joke or not. but
1: No, it's 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 a real thing. And, I mean, it's, it's stuff you have to think about with these shows that, you know, yeah. you want so much content from them and you want so much stuff, you have flashy stuff on screen. But man, like it is so expensive to produce those CGI shows. So I don't I know bet. the 2D. I think it looks cool. It's a throwback to the original Clone Wars series. Yeah, the 2003 micro series. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so it's it, it, it that Samurai Jack vibe. I love mm-hmm. it. You know, Ahsoka Samurai Jack is just my favorite thing in the world, man. <laughs> oh, do you That's think we'll pretty... get Grievous? Do you think we'll get a Grievous in the show? Like a little just snippet of him he's not
0: listed in the list of characters but that'd be awesome. Oh man.
2: You know what? Not a grievous fan. Really? Yeah. Stupid half organic, half robot. Arms all over the place. Taking lightsabers. He's
1: a Kalish warrior, dude. He's a, he's BA, dude. Just I was at a record a... store today and they had a there was an oil painting of General Grievous on the wall. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It, I'm. I'm actually going to go back and buy it because I, I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then when I left, I was like, "Why didn't you purchase that painting? Like, yeah. What were you thinking?" I mean, that's a. That's I don't. A mantle hate piece. The character?
2: Yeah. I just really don't give him a ton of thought. He's just way down on the list for me.
1: Oh man.
0: Well, I was just. I was chatting with somebody online just. I think yesterday about. Uh, I don't know how how awesome Grievous was in the 2003 micro series mm-hmm. Com- compared to like what we see him, how we see him in uh revenge of the Sith.
2: Oh yeah. He went out like a punk.
0: He, encan- every time he encounters the Jedi, I mean, it guaranteed it was Skywalker and Kenobi, but mm-hmm. hello that, there, that dude took flight. <laughs> that dude was not taking <laughs> flight in flight. 2003 in the micro series, but he was taking names and he was taking lightsabers. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He he took Kia D. Mundy's Padawan. Yeah, he did. That's Legends now, though. That guy looked like Shaggy
1: from Scooby-Doo, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was. That's what, It was an homage to that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, man. that Yeah, that micro-series, it kind of... Was he really? Yeah. Did you did know like that? Yeah, I didn't they...
2: know there was actually lore tied to that. The,
1: I think the name... The name of the that Jedi is like Shaggy backwards or something like that.
2: Shaggy do backwards.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. It, I, I'm pretty sure there's something weird like that. I, someone someone will know, and they'll they'll put it in the comments. But like, yeah, that micro series was pretty boss, and I'm excited we're getting something similar to that. And I don't think fans are appreciating it appreciating it enough because we're clamoring for content so much right now. It's that mm. dead zone in Star Wars where yeah we'll get a couple comics every other week. But that is it. There's yeah. nothing, you know. And it's hard, man. We're out in the desert right now, and we're just grasping at anything. And and if it's not what we want, we're we're throwing it out. But well,
2: people are impatient. It's not like Lucas Kill- Lucasfilm can spit out a movie every three weeks, you know. But everybody wants something now. It's just the culture we live in now. Nobody wants to wait for anything, so they have to give us something because people just if you're not. If they're not consuming new content, yeah. they're just complaining about the old content. It's true. Right? Did you see the Star Wars show? The most recent I one I did, I believe, with Ashley this... on there. I did. I did
0: not see that yet.
2: She said something which caught my attention. She started talking about forces of destiny, and mm-hmm. she started to say something. She goes, "Oh, I can, I can hear Felony in my head saying." Don't say that. Oh, that. But you right. did say that there were going to be things that would happen in Forces of Destiny that fans will want to know. So there's going to be little little things, little Easter eggs that will build on other things. So uh, I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Even if there's just little something in the background, you might see an image or Jedi Temple or a holocron, something. Little Easter eggs, because they love to mess with people.
1: Yeah. When I believe, I believe the context that she was in was talking about her, and by her I mean Ahsoka's relationship with the Jedi, and like her Anakin Yoda, like something with that mix,
2: and her relationship with Padme too. Yeah. That's going to take place during the Clone Wars. Yeah,
1: yeah. I believe that's an Ahsoka-related related thing she was discussing, which I I I can't get enough Ahsoka, man. I mean, she's...
2: She's amazing. Awesome. It's going to kill me, because these things are only three minutes. Right. I watch a Rebel show, and they're like 21, 22 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And those are never long enough.
0: Oh, did you watch... A three... Did you watch the O three? Did Steve. you watch the O three 3 micro-series live when it came out? No, I binged it.
2: I did it was not. All... It was... Daniel wasn't born. <laughs> it was... It was
0: awful to get it. Just you grab onto it, you get hooked in, then boom, credits roll. Three minutes. Tease. Yeah. It was. It was funny. I think the second part of that because it was. Kind of, there was kind of like two seasons of that micro series. The second season might have had longer clips, but the first one was just like this with the three minute clips.
1: Yeah, the the second half is longer. It did have some more episodes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I mean i'm just excited for more star wars in different mediums too you know it's something new it's something we can all access on disney's youtube channel for free that's pretty that's pretty cool like that's it's rare that we get stuff for free from star wars
2: do you think that the people who are complaining that it is about all girls do you think it's going to get worse or better after that
1: here's the thing with that here's what i have to say to those people one they're wrong because there, <laughs> yes. there's still there's still ways to go for equality in Star Wars. You know, we're on a great path. We're almost there. You know, things are things are awesome, but you know, we still got to get there. The other thing is, when you when you hear people say, "Oh, Force Awakens female hero," "Oh, uh, you know, Rogue One female hero," you know, uh, tons of females and rebels. Blah blah blah. Well in force awakens out of the four main new characters one is a female so there's three dudes in rogue one out of the seven main people you know six of them are male or are portrayed as male in k2so's case um and in rebels you have callus zeb thron tarkin vader ezra uh zeb kanan callus did i say callus twice i think it's a castle I said. you've said it like and then, at least and then and then for females you, we already killed one off in ahsoka sorry she's dead people she's dead i'm no, she's sorry not. she's no. so dead your pie, bro. she bro. is dead cling to whatever you want she's dead she's and only dead have... if she, she's
0: only dead if she fell down those stairs in the temple after we saw her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and, the, and then you have Hera and sabine whoa whoa whoa, and whoa, whoa, whoa. that's Hold it on. like those are the only up. two girls so when Back you look at up, when you
2: what do you mean do you have any proof do you have any canon proof that she's dead, or is you just that
1: uh, the, you know what the opinions topic. are like, right, buddy? You know, let's cover it next week. Let's <laughs> just talk about Ahsoka next week, and we'll go deep into this because this you is be a time and place. Okay. So you have my word; I'll be prepared. This is a
2: time and place. It's a Star Wars <laughs> podcast. We can talk about whatever we want.
1: Well, I got to finish my point. <laughs> we should talk about the fact That's that we true. have delicious drinks. That's nice going.
2: Star Wars paraphernalia all around us. We
1: do. I got a lightsaber. I actually have the Death Star plans, so I'm in big trouble. Um so so yeah, I mean it, people who are saying that it's been being overloaded with female heroes are wrong because it's not. There's still plenty of dude heroes or villains, you know, it's dude heroes. Yeah. So it's it's still lopsided in the male in the male way. So I mean, these female characters we're getting, in my opinion, are better than the male. Like Ahsoka my top two favorite characters in all of Star Wars are Ahsoka and Ray. Now, depending on how Rey's backstory pans out, that will change, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. Ahsoka, to me, is just... At least I identify with Ahsoka the most. And I don't feel like gender... You have to use gender to identify with certain characters as far as like their traits and what they go through. But it helps. And for like little girls growing up with Star Wars, that's a huge deal, man. It's a huge deal to see someone that looks like you. So I think that's special, and I think we should embrace it. And... That's pretty much all I have to say about that.
2: I don't disagree. When... In 77, when Star Wars came out, it was definitely a boy thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't... I didn't really know any girls that were Star Wars fans when I was a kid. So... As a father of two daughters, I have no problem. I'm excited about them doing things like this. Because... If they were a little more focused on Star Wars stuff.
0: Well, you were a kid. For, you were a kid forty years ago, so you can't even remember that far back. No,
2: <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of things different forty years ago. Not necessarily all good either, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm definitely going to watch him with Keelan, my daughter. Mm-hmm. She'll oh, like yeah. him a lot. Kiki. Natalie's 18. She's too cool to watch anything with me. So.
1: Oh, that's too bad. She'll be back. And in greater numbers. She'll be back when she needs some money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. That was cool. We're looking forward to it. Daniel, can you give the uh, dates again and the okay, URL me, if you have it up so anyone listening knows it what it's so going to be?
1: So you, you will find it at YouTube slash Disney. It's their official channel. Uh, the first episode is going to air July 3rd. I don't know what time. It does not specify here the source I'm looking at. But I think that's going to be the Ray episode. If yeah, I, that's I, supposed that, to
2: be the first one. I think it's yeah, Monday.
1: Yeah, it's uh, BB-8 BB- Bandits is the name of that. I believe. Yeah. It's coming yeah. up. So that is a that will be a cool little snippet. That will give you insight into Force Awakens.
2: Looking forward to it. I hope mm-hmm. everyone watches it. Exciting. I hope it spawns more stuff. I do too well let's move on to what Steve and I were talking about earlier Steve mentioned something he would like to discuss we're going to let Steve get into this something that's been on his mind a little bit Daniel has his lightsaber up and on (laughs) Steve would like to talk about Captain Phasma
0: Phasma So in in a few months we have a novel coming out, full length novel, under the Journey to the Force, Journey to Star Wars: The Last Jedi, uh, book series. It's gonna have a couple, a few books, a bunch of other uh, source material books. Coming out September first, twenty seventeen. Written by Delilah Dawson. Delilah's written a few Star Wars pieces, most notably uh, the Perfect Weapon. Are you trying to sing? <laughs> That's a Queen song. Oh, okay. Well,
1: Wait, what's a Queen song? Delilah. Oh, Delilah, yeah. I think it's about Freddie Mercury's cat. Alright, please continue to see if we apologize. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Uh, there was a short story that came out, a 57-page ebook called The Perfect Weapon that she wrote. Uh, oh, I read, that. I read that, that. That was a good book. Bazine Natal, little uh, hired gun bounty hunter. She was in Maz Kanata's uh, cantina, if you will. Yes. Called yes the she's first... the one that radioed she out, goes, and she them out. She goes word the for order.
1: word, Bakhtatlisha Lisha a gun get That's stitches. what she says. That's what she says. She, she, <laughs> right. says she had the
0: poisonous fingertips and the poisonous lipstick. It was great.
1: And the poisonous personality. Yes.
2: I know a couple people like that. All right. <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, Also wrote a nice... Uh, a nice little story in uh, Star Wars Insider 165 about Greer Sunnel, uh character from the Bloodline book by Claudia oh, Gray and right. Little Leia's confidence. That's right. Ooh. And uh she, Delilah <laughs> Dawson will also be in the Star Wars from a certain point of view anthology book. She has a she has some kind of submission for that. The forty short stories for the fortieth anniversary. That book comes out October third. But the main point here Captain Phasma. This book coming out on see, September first, twenty seventeen, just a few months away, uh, will reveal Phasma's backstory. Now, if we rewind, rewind the tape back to when Phasma was introduced, we saw the, we saw the uh, the costume, if you will, the chrome, looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I love chrome. They, we found out it was Gwendo- Gwendolyn Christie who's playing her. Way cool. Very cool. Love Gwendolyn. Um, Lots of advertisement. Lots of toys. We got into the film. Lots of people were disappointed. Not everybody, but a good, good group of people didn't love the fact that there wasn't enough Phasma.
2: That's very true. I will tell you that there was one group of fans... Who are actually more disappointed than the Phasma fans, Constable Zuvio fans?
0: Oh, oh. oh. Yeah. the first line of Black Series figures for the Force Awakens, Zuvio. I bought a T-shirt that featured Captain Zuvio. That's how much I that's how much I love the character, even though he doesn't Constable. exist. Constable, yeah. Zuvio. I'm sorry. That's
2: funny. I got one too before Disney made T Public take it down. <laughs> it's okay. No, that's hey you know up. what happens. You know sure. I think Cap-
1: Captain Phasma's that that disappoint we'll call it disappointment but I think that's more of it's fans wanting more from a mm-hmm. cool character and that being construed as disappointment. Right yeah. which, well, which it, was, it is. It was a lot of hype. Was, yeah.
2: You've got this awesome chrome trooper, nobody's ever seen Gwendolyn Christie at that point she's you know she's very well known for her role in Game of Thrones. Yeah. She's a stinking Awesome character. I wouldn't mess with she, her. <laughs> she was
1: at she was at Celebration before the Force Awakens premiere as one of the main villains. Me and Steve were there. Mm-hmm. That's right, you guys yeah. were there because it was her, her and um, Adam Driver and what's his face. Brendel. was Huss. on or, uh, quite a Adam, few panels. Adam, if I, I believe he. correct. Yeah, if I remember he's. correctly.
2: She was on a bunch of panels. Yeah, yeah. She did get a lot of exposure mm-hmm. uh, at Celebration
1: in Anaheim. Dude, it, it, from what it sounds like, coming from Jason at Making Star Wars, a friend of the show, by the way, he, uh, from what they're saying, she's going to be B A in Episode Eight. I mean, she's really going to. I bring don't know how guys. that
2: dude does it, but he gets the scoop,
1: top notch. Yeah, he really does. But yeah, nope. man, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that book a Definitely.
0: lot. Definitely. I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the fans that were uh, not pleased, it was really. Their, their own their own expectations were unfulfilled and yeah. uh, I can see certain. that
2: you know I personally expected to get more sure but when the movie was over I loved it yeah I guess I just build it up the next movie will be a segue uh, to the final chapter yeah of this trilogy so which I'm pretty sure is gonna be the type of this movie is gonna be all about the first order getting the upper hand on the resistance that's what i think it's going to be that that three-part storytelling thing beginning middle where it you know it looks bleak for the heroes and then hopefully in the the last movie it'll they'll come out on top we hope but who knows you know
0: that's true i wonder about that though at the end of a new hope the rebellion destroyed the death star luke destroyed the death star i mean Earlier much earlier on in the film, yes, they lost Alderaan and the, the billions of innocent lives there. But the first order at the towards the end of the movie wiped out a whole system and the Senate, the government. The center of government gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How hmm How much stock in how the base much was lower,
0: destroyed? How much lower are they gonna go? To then come back up for the third chapter in the in the in the sequel trilogy? Yeah. What do you know? What do you think be, we're gonna see here?
2: Could be Something bad happens to Luke. We're going to find... Like at the end of Empire. We found... Luke has a stub where his hand used to be. Han's frozen. <laughs> sleeping ice. Boba Fett's taking him to see Jabba. So that movie doesn't really end on a high. Oh way. yeah.
0: The end of Empire have, Strikes Back is much more dire than the end of The Force Awakens. For the heroes. And
2: I wouldn't be surprised if they make the end of The Last Jedi even more dire leaving our quote heroes leaving them more of a precarious situation
1: than they were even in empire. Here's, here's something you guys should think about when you're, when you're thinking about the, the thematic, the thematic uh, direction of episode eight is Mm -hmm. just like, just like people say in, 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 when you're looking back at history, follow the money, right? Follow the money in star Wars, follow the force. What is the force doing? What happens with the force? So, yeah, in the Force Awakens, yes, we see, you know, major loss on the side of the Republic, the New Republic, and the Resistance, like really bad. Like I think that's a super dark ending for a Star Wars film. I mean, they got riggedy wrecked, bad. Well, you know, I mean, out they have
2: all those systems well, plus Han Solo
1: and and half the worse. Resistance fleet. You know, half the Resistance fleet's gone. Right. So at, at least what they had at that point, but. The Force wins in The Force Awakens. ray as a conduit of the Force, wins against the darkness, comes out on top. Maybe not wins. It was, you know, they snuck in there, but she comes out on top. So
2: it's just like a new hope, man.
1: It, you know, to be honest with you, I, I <laughs> don't, I, I have no idea where people get that from. I think it's absolute horse hockey, but because the, the similarities well, there are, and there, there are comparisons stories, to you know, be made, this,
2: but yeah,
1: yeah, I. But anyways, so don't go see it in episode, (laughs) in episode eight, I think, I think the force is going to, I'd say, quote unquote, lose or the dark side will be on top at the end of the film.
2: I wouldn't be surprised Um, if Kylo Ren and Snoke have somebody by the grapes at some point in some
1: way. I agree.
2: We're not going to walk out of that theater. With the feeling that uh, the good guys are in great shape. I just don't think that's gonna happen. It can't. That'd be bad storytelling in my opinion. It would.
1: Um, by the way, we got far away from Phasma. <laughs> well,
2: we did. That happens. Yeah. That's okay.
1: Well, I mean, Phasma's a cool character, you know? I mean her armor is made out of one of uh Emperor Palpatine's ships. Like that's that's pretty awesome. Like that, silver is made out of the, you know the the Nubian the Nubian type class yeah. ships from Naboo. Like oh, that, yeah. that that's what her armor is made out of. Which is that pretty is pretty awesome.
2: sweet. Those ships. I'm looking forward to the backstory.
1: Yeah. The, those ships were scalding hot. Yes, and the uh Tens, So her, horrible. she's getting a four part comic series that comes out mm-hmm. very soon, and that explains the gap between the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. That's a must read for me. Mm. Um, and going into the episode eight, you um, gotta wonder—you
0: gotta wonder what kind of time period, how, what kind of
1: distance that's going to cover, too. So yeah, that's, that. that's the thing, man. Like, what's that crawl going to say? This movie—I have more question marks going into this movie than I ever thought I could, with it being a sequel to a previous right. one in the trilogy.
0: Because they're going to pick up on Skellig Michael Or, or on octu Two. Yes, but uh, I'm assuming after the first, the first sequence of scenes. We're going to get a little bit of a time jump. Like weeks, maybe, months. I don't know. Yeah. There's not a lot of room to fit if we have a, a whole comic series where it's really just them trying to find Octu. If, that's, if it's really that amount of time. Oh, yeah, man. that's not much. Would I you? Hope
2: they put, f- put Finn and Accelerated it. Back to Tank. He's gonna to need to get back into the action quick. I was, oh, I was just
0: about to say he's in it in that trailer. That oh, yeah, that interesting looking cocoon or whatever he's in.
2: Looks like he's in some kind of hibernation. Well, the if,
1: if you read the Arabesh, if you reverse it and read it and translate it, in the that which you know the Arabeş. If you are listening, you mm-hmm. know what I that have is. trouble with English. It's the written, it's the written language in Star Wars for Galactic Basic, which is English in our world. Um, it translates to stable. So, or stable condition, I think. Oh, it's one of the two. So, oh, nice. he, Yeah, it's it's clearly he's in he's in you know like a little hospital setting. So, and rumor has it that Kelly Marie Tran is in charge of transporting his body uh, while it's yeah, while it's is. in stasis. So it, it, there there's all kinds of rumors. You can go on makingstarwars.com dot and check those out. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this phasma stuff because I was never into the character a ton. Going into the Force Awakens, I'm not a huge Game of Thrones guy. I'm not a huge Gwendolyn Christie fan.
0: Um, I know,
1: I know, I know. She, her armor is really, really cool, but I just did not did not really look forward to that character. So I wasn't really disappointed in the Force Awakens. I thought she was. I'm a a judge now, Daniel. I'm a judge. I'm a (laughs) judge. Bring it down. Bring it down, G. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the stuff we're getting. Trash, but I wasn't disappointed. So you know, for me, this is all dumpers.
2: just great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be good. I think we'll be happy with what we learn about her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You'd think they wouldn't go through all the, all the hassle to have a cool character just to yeah. have her kind of play some kind of lame role.
1: And so it, Steve, I expect
2: her to crack some skulls on the next Steve, movie. Steve,
1: what's, uh, what's the release date on this novel? September
0: Again? September 1st.
1: And what's the name of the author? The author is Delilah S. Dawson. You touched on something when you were first going through breaking her career down, Star Wars-wise. She is steeped in sequel trilogy lore. Because she's done a story for an assassin that was in The Force Awakens. She's done a story for Greer, which was in Bloodline. Mm -hmm. And I believe Greer dies in The Force Awakens?
0: I don't know that she's even in The Force Awakens.
1: Oh, she! It, it's wasn't not that. Um, it's not Greer that Leia's, dies. It's, a, it's the younger one. Yeah, it's the other one that dies. Greer.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the assistant Prime? that that yes. was sent to Hosnian Prime. Yes. At, at some point in the novelization, Leia sends her to Hosnian Prime to try in to her steed. again to try to plea, plead with the uh, the government for funding or ships or something that did not. That's right. Work there. out.
1: So, so this this gal knows mm. what's mm. going on in this era. So so I'm yeah. confident in, in what she can do. I'm looking forward to that. I wonder if, do you think Gwendolyn's gonna do the audiobook?
0: I haven't heard about that. I'm just trying to look that up now. That because be the audio awesome. the audiobook last I checked was was not available for pre order. Really? Actually, no, check that. Check that. I'm on uh Penguin Random House right now and it is available for pre order. Uh, I do not see who is.
1: I don't see who's the narrator though. It's still early. It's, it yes. would be
2: awesome if she did it.
1: Yeah, or January Lavoy, who who narrated Bloodline. I love January, January. Yeah, January does a really good Star Wars. Like she does all the voices really well. Um, if Ashley
2: didn't read the Ahsoka novel, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have liked it as much. I would have liked it less. I did yeah. like it.
1: It uh, was good. I it made it it made it Ahsoka. I loved
0: yeah I loved i there's no replacement for Ashley with uh ahsoka's voice mm-hmm, but I've listened to so many Star Wars audiobooks, I couldn't help but think when I was listening to Ashley do the audiobook, that a lot of the uh what the secondary characters yeah they were I, I think I think she struggled to find some distinction between yeah. the voices. But and she you know, it was the first time. She's
2: no, Mark Thompson. No, it She's was no first Jonathan time. Davis. But but who is yeah. those guys? Are pros? They've been around forever.
1: Yeah, they're they're top notch. And Ashley even said, like, man, this was really cool. But I don't want to do another Star Wars audiobook again. So and she she knows she wasn't great at the secondary characters, but for, she me, did way for better me than I would have. <laughs> yeah, to hear her as Ahsoka, man, perfect. It it brings a tear to my eye, dude. I love them?
0: that. You gonna squirt some, bro?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, can we uh, let's uh, let's go into high ground for the first time.
2: This is your dream, yep, Daniel. Bro. So, why don't you start us off and and let me answer
1: first? Hold on,
0: hold on. Just an addendum: Penguin Random House does have the book available for pre-order, but it is not available for pre-order on Audible yet. Okay. A lot of people use Audible for all their audio books.
1: That's garbage,
0: man. It's not Audible there. There. rocks. Audible's amazing.
1: Audible is historically always behind Penguin mm-hmm. Random House. So yeah. that's not that's not out of the ordinary for people. Right, the listening.
0: the Ahsoka book was an example. The Ahsoka book, you couldn't even buy that on Audible to
1: like the week of the release. Yeah. Which So not a huge Audible. deal. Nope. Yeah. yeah. No. Um so alright. So this is a segment i've been wanting to do for a while we just have had shows run really long and we're gonna try to keep this one to 10 minutes but uh this is called uh the high ground and in this segment we will each choose our favorite of whatever the topic is from star wars and we will discuss it maybe argue it a little bit um force each other to see it see things our way um, but it'll just. This is Daniel's baby,
2: and I know it's going to be well received. Yes,
1: I think you guys will like this. And these, we're, we're looking for more topics for this. So today, the high ground is uh, lightsaber duels. Favorite lightsaber duel, or what you think is the best lightsaber duel in Star Wars. Now, we're keeping it to screen. Honorable mention, you can do one from a novel or a comic book, because I know me and Steve are huge on the Sith lore from the older public. So we'll probably have a couple honorable mentions there. But. It it has to have been on screen Star Wars, Canon or Legend. So I just threw in an older public loophole if anyone's paying attention. So on screen, lightsaber duel. G, we're gonna go with you because you're the oldest and you have seniority.
2: Uh, what a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, he's right. It's a fact that the best lightsaber duel is between Anakin and Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Any other answer is wrong. <clears throat> okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it is my opinion. But that's my favorite duel. It's... Let me explain why, briefly.
1: Okay. It, yeah, delight us, <laughs> please.
2: Uh, that duel, it's the culmination of six episodes of, to me... Um, Vader's my favorite character I may not have mentioned that before but <laughs> um, it's a culmination of seeing him onto the screen in A New Hope see what you guys don't see is I'm laughing because I'm watching these two idiots on Skype they're doing ridiculous things I don't even know how Steve can do what he's doing right now. <laughs> but I might need to call an ambulance He should work, or at a, he should work or out a carnival. <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> it was the culmination of the end of a story that we literally waited from 1977 to 2005 to find yeah. the end of it, to close that loop. So watching those two guys fight, and I think it was the most aggressive slash emotional lightsaber duel out of all the movies so far <clears throat> even including the the Rey and Kylo duel simply because they they didn't they weren't best friends before they weren't a father and son or brothers kind of relationship um so watching mm-hmm. you know there were things about it that weren't exactly perfect some things were a little bit corny um but the way they fought, using their hands, using the force, their sabers, kicking each other, it was it was a knockdown, dragout yeah. brawl. You know, we know in the end, Anakin gets it handed to him, and loses the three remaining limbs he had uh, to Obi Wan, and turned into a burnt ex Jedi. Yeah. But that duel itself, in my opinion, is is number one.
1: Yeah, it's really it's a really good choice, man. It's really beautifully done. The choreography is exquisite. Um it's the culmination of everything done in the prequel trilogy where they were trying to to show the Jedi at their peak, if you will. Um You know they were one of my of. favorite
2: parts of that duel inside one of the rooms and they're just kind of holding their hands up. They're, they're just using the force to kind of hold each other, and neither yeah, one can get yeah, through the they, other one. They can't
1: break the force barrier oh, of each other. Man, I love that. Goosebumps. <laughs> well, the, love to that to me the the best part of that duel. It it jumps the shark a little bit to me when they're you know like hanging from the wires and like swinging back and forth and slashing each other. It's like all right, I'll give you that. All right, all right, Fonzie. <laughs> like he jumped the shark a little bit, but like Fonzie. but they bring it back with the whole like the the mental duel while they're like over the lava, and then they get back to the shore. And the, the, the moment where, where Obi-Wan has already, he's defeated him, and he reaches down to pick up the lightsaber. Like, the second he touches that lightsaber, like, the entire original trilogy just flashes before my eyes. And, like, that whole scene where Luke is holding it just, just flashes before my eyes. And it's so emotional. And that scene was directed so well. Rumor has it, by the way, that Steven Spielberg directed a lot of that lightsaber duel. And that's a rumor, and it'll never be released because Steven Spielberg would be thrown out of the Director's Guild if that was ever released officially. But that's that's a rumor that, yeah, no, that's that's a thing. I know you guys are shaking your heads. But... No,
0: I, I'm just unfamiliar with the regulations.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It, he. Uh, I don't have
2: a copy of the Collective Bargaining.
1: Yeah, agreement. there's like all kinds of stuff with that. It's complicated. I don't know if he'd get thrown out outright, but he'd get in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everyone knows that him and Lucas were best friends. You, so. you were my brother. I loved you. Ugh, just It's heart-wrenching, man. I love that part of it.
2: When I saw yeah. that for the first time, I, I openly wept.
1: Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an incredibly still get, emotional scene. I you still
2: know, choked up, but watching that in 05, in <laughs> oh, yeah, man, it was awful. I know you weren't born yet, Daniel, but us old guys. <laughs>
1: you know how old I was <laughs> yeah. when that movie came out? I was 13. God. I know. I think I was fifty. I know. It was. Oh man. Oh, so so Steve Daniel, what is? Oh, you want to go? Your favorite? You, you want to go to me? Lightsaber? I think mine is going Wait, to hold, be.
2: Hold on. Wait. Don't say anything yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll yeah.
2: save Let's Daniel's for the end. Steve, what's
0: yours? Because mine's the best. Well, yeah, we all have the best. Um, I think my favorite. This was a. This is also a knockdown drag out.
2: Let me guess. Your favorite Jeez. is Vader and Obi Wan from A New Hope.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. There was a lot of meaning behind that, uh. but no. Um, I gotta go with Coleman Traber versus Count Dooku <laughs> on Geonosis. Coleman Traber leaps up onto that platform and immediately gets shot in the face by Django (laughs) and falls back down like a punk. That was a great duel. With that giant. A a Cerisu specialist getting killed
1: by blaster bolts.
0: Yeah. Right in the face. Or maybe not in the face, but you know, right in his, right in his grill piece.
1: Yeah. He gets shot twice in the chest.
0: Yep. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. He, went, he was also two point one three meters He went out like the tall.
2: clowns in Palpatine's <laughs> office at the ends of
0: Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. But, oh man, that's a different discussion. Anyway, yeah, um,
1: is that I, really your favorite? No, God, <laughs> was that wasn't a lightsaber duel. I was gonna say, like, wow, what a, what a,
0: wow, no, that Steve, that was a, that was just him. That wasn't. That was a beautiful example of a. Uh, of a, a complete fail. By not a, to fight. A complete fail by a Jedi Master. Yeah, that's that's Martin
1: Brodeur letting in a goal in the first minute of the Stanley Cup Finals on himself. Is yeah, what that which is. was
0: he tried to clear He tried to clear the zone and the put it in. His, put it in his own net. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, what no. we're saying is the New Jersey Devils are the worst team in the NHL.
0: Despicable, you, horrible you Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. All all the championships are based off cheating. So yes, whatever. Sorry. But
1: Danny. yeah, Steve, I'm curious what your favorite is. Um, Sorry, Grasso.
0: I've got a different take. I've got a different take on uh, lightsaber duels, and it it all has to do with emotion. So let's hear it, bro. 100%. I, I want
2: to see you crying.
0: I have to go with Luke and Vader in the throne room in Return of the Jedi. Ooh! It has a lot. To do, it has a lot to do with the music involved. It has a lot to do with Vader baiting him into the fight, using the knowledge of the recently. Acquired knowledge Vader had of him also having a daughter.
2: Sister.
0: Right. Uh, Against him to draw Luke out in the, uh... That kind of desperate rage, almost, that Luke had charging against his father.
2: Yeah. Good
0: choice. And then, at the end, after he cut off his father's hand and looked at his own hand... And turned back to the Emperor and threw down his lightsaber...
2: Like a boss. I love, I
0: love that. Yeah, right. Love that. Like my father before me. Just amazing. And I'm it has Jedi. nothing to do with the actual sword fight. If you if you watch the choreography from the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy, it's it's no competition. You you watch the first giant lightsaber duel we saw. Uh, well, I can't. I don't know what Daniel's gonna say next, but in the Phantom Menace was crazy. It was yeah, awesome. But it just felt completely different because the uh, the amount of weight behind Luke and Vader facing off in that fashion in front of the Emperor. where The Emperor trying to find out who's going to be his apprentice next. Is it still going to be Vader or is it going to be Luke?
1: Yeah, it's like, in, it's like in the movie Warrior where Tom Hardy and I'm forgetting his brother in the movie's name, where they're like both just so so just tired and fatigued and beat up and they're still like trying to punch each other, but they're, they're each just trying to hold it together and come through for their side. But in like, and that's where I, I, cause there's a lot of fast choreography in that return of the Jedi fight. There's a lot of yeah. good, yeah, there's a lot of good saber dueling. Like they're pretty quick, but there's, there's times where they're really just kind of sluggish and there's, it, it's, it seems like they have really big, broader swords, if you will. It's heavier. Yeah. It's a heavier fight. And like, it's that, that fatigue, like the whole weight of the galaxy uh, is balancing on that shatter point, to quote Palpatine. Like, even Palpatine going into that duel does not know how it's going to turn out. He has no idea, like, the future of his galaxy after that point. So, the the amount of weight on them is, I think, a really, a really good thing to consider when you're talking about that. Um, but yeah, dude, that's such a great choice for a duel, just the emotional... The emotional toll that it takes on the audience and the people involved is incredible.
2: Well, Bob I Anderson mean, had a lot to do with that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Bob Anderson.
2: Classically trained fencing champion.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a good. It's it's a great duel, man. And then Palpatine coming in and just you know, cooking, cooking up the turkey for Thanksgiving dinner, just frying it man. Yeah. man, until Ugh. they get
2: thrown in the oil, bro.
1: Oh man!
0: Right in the fryer. Toss right down the shaft. The shaft. John Shaft.
1: You're damn so. right. <laughs> yeah, great, great choice, man. All right, D- so Daniel, uh, what's yours? So the best duel in Star Wars. In Daniel's you opinion. Saving it for last. And I'm gonna get some flack for this for sure. Of course you will. The best duel in Star Wars was never filmed. It was animated in the Obi-Wan versus Maul episode in Star Wars Rebels season three. Obi-Wan versus Maul, the finale, the end of an era. That is the greatest duel in the history of Star Wars for three reasons. The first and foremost six
2: seconds long.
1: The first and foremost reason is it was a nod to the original source material for. The Jedi and, and the fighting styles of the original trilogy and Star Wars in general, which was Kurosawa's The Seven Samurai. It is almost move for move a sequence from that film uh, with some intention and some not intentional because uh, Dave Filoni was also mixing the duel from episode one where Qui-Gon fails and he changed the sequence up a bit to where Obi-Wan who was watching that duel learns from it and corrects that mistake, ultimately defeating the Sith Lord he thought he had defeated years ago on Naboo, and finally reconciling that that uh, that lineage that he left open. So, so there's that. that. That's a huge nod. It's an awesome nod to two films. Um, it's a huge Easter egg. The second point is the economy of motion and the speed and the quickness at which it takes place. We've never seen that in a Star Wars film. We've never seen a duel go that fast where it's two competent opponents. I think it's, it's very accurate to how samurai duels and, and sword fights actually happen. I mean, it's a, it's a common phrase among samurai masters, you train your entire life for one swing of the blade. And that has never been more true than in that duel. Um, I think the things at stake also make it incredibly, uh, an incredibly important duel. You have Luke's, Luke's secrecy, the chosen what obi-wan thinks is the chosen one the secrecy of that character you have ezra escaping you have potentially another sith lord on the frickin' loose running around slashing people up getting his revenge all over the galaxy uh it's it's a huge deal that that ends the way it does and then the the pure beauty and uh art imagery of them under the stars just those two on a forgotten decrepit outer rim world where nothing matters but those two. It's beautiful, man. In it, it, Maul in his arms, and when they die, when Maul dies, they're brothers in arms. You know, it's it's an enemy event, literally. And it's just a, it's a, re, yeah, it's a really beautiful moment. And for me, it's it's the best Star Wars duel.
2: I won't, um, I won't trash that. That's
1: a good <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, Steve. I don't.
2: All of them are very valid, and that's what's yeah. great about this stuff. Is
1: yeah, it's art, man. It's all it's all what you love about it.
2: The same question, and you could get twenty different answers, <clears throat> and none of them are wrong because it's all about what we individually like appreciate. Um, it's fantastic.
1: It's so true. <clears throat> it's so true. So I think that's a I good one. I know what I know what me and Steve's honorable mention is. What is it? Because I did say anything that was on screen. Oh god. Steve, go go ahead, because I know what it is, because it's the same as mine.
2: If it's grievous, I'm gonna delete it. No, everything. it's not grievous, dude.
1: Anything on screen? Anything that was on screen. On screen. You know what? It's our boy, dude. It's our boy. I think I Yoda
0: no, and Dooku. No, I, I love I this you know and this there's a cup there's a couple of duels within a, the thing that I think you're talking about. Uh, I love the part of that when Malgus and his master are facing off
1: against mm-hmm. Satil and her master
2: mm-hmm. on screen In bro S-
1: Lord S- Lord Vindican versus Chaos Cinderach yep. and Satil Sean right yep
0: they kill him Sateel gets away but Malgus aces his master like a boss oh. yes
1: welcome home done <laughs> Yeah, dude. Any those older public duels? Pick, pick, put them in a hat and pick one out, and that's my favorite. Like so the, good. oh man, in the one where it's uh, it's they crash to the Jedi temple and it's like the thirty Sith versus like a hundred Jedi. How Can you have more than one uh, favorite? Say again.
2: You can't have more than one favorite by definition. But I do. Your favorite wow. is the best of all
1: of them. It's my favorite Legends lightsaber duels. Oh boy, my favorite Canon oh. one is Maul versus Obi Wan round two, actually. Around like five, if you consider there's the a little Wars. bit of
2: truth in all legends. Yes. But yes.
0: well, how how long were those uh, that? How long was that uh, Kotor trailer?
1: Uh, I think all of them together, it's something like it's like it was twelve almost... minutes. It's like twelve minutes of content. The three original ones, and then okay. the two the mm-hmm. two since then are like a different story. So they don't have Malgus and satile and all that stuff. So it's kind of like a different different deal. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that, that original, you can find that on YouTube um, if you just type yeah. in, like, the Old Republic uh, cinematic trailers. Like, there's, people have compiled them into, like, a, one, one unit of footage, and they're, they're they're rad, man. If you've never seen that, it's some of the best Star Wars you'll ever see. Um, it's incredible. And the book, there's books that cover some of the stuff. Like, the book Deceived covers oh, the man. events... Which means Steve love Deceived. And I Paul, identify with Darth Malgus in that book so much. I'm not going to get into it, but man, that character in that book, you think he's just this brute Sith warrior, but hes he actually has a lot of content. He's really deep. Great um, work by Paul S. Kemp. Yes, Paul S. Kemp, who also wrote Lords of the Sith, right? I think so. Oh, yes. good book. You are Which, correct. Which I did not like, actually. You didn't
0: like, like Palps Invader Buddy Cop?
1: No, I, I didn't like... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like uh, Lords of I, I tell you what, it was a good book. It's a great story, but it yeah. was misnamed. It was misnamed. And it should have been called uh Vayner not Lords Bound, of the
2: Sith. Take a stroll. Yeah,
1: it it should have been called um what what's what's it what's his face on uh on Ryloth? What's his name? Uh, Cham it should have been called Sham in and his and you know the sand lot basically James and Sandlot sand lot on Ryloth <laughs> hanging out like it and then and then Palpatine and Vader have some awkward you know eye contact and kill a few bugs and that's it like it, there was nothing they didn't do any lords of the sith stuff man
0: well at the, at the end of that book and Palpatine sent him into the cave to wipe out that whole village of people that were hiding in the cave he did when you clearly you you could tell
1: Vader didn't really want to do it yeah well, the opening scene of that book is pretty badass, where Vader like jumps out of his ship and just like floats to the airlock and goes into the ship and slaughters everybody. Yes, yes. That's, it's very Vader, but that's about as good as the book got for me. And, and, and I don't want people to misconstrue this, that I think the book is bad. It's not a bad book. It no. was misnamed. It was very much about Cham Syndulla and his rebellion and them defending themselves against the Sith Lords who didn't end up right. posing that big a threat anyways.
0: And then for some reason, the Emperor ended up on a Star Destroyer above Ryloth. Yeah. So exactly. if it was... It, it's it's, it's of kind of a... Of a it's a contrived...
1: And Dua. It's contrived. Because you could have had any group of Imperials above that planet. It did sure. not have to be Vader and the Emperor. So I was a little disappointed, but it is what it is. It's still a good book. It's still a good story. It... it it fits the canon really well in the Dark Times era, which I love the Dark Times era stuff. We're getting a lot of that. So more is, more is the barrier, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Paul, Paul Kemp is a great writer. I mean, he's, a, he's him, and, him and Lucino and Claudia Gray are like on my Mount Rushmore of of Star Wars writers. Right on. Mm-hmm.
2: That's an impressive Mount Rushmore.
1: It is. Drew Carpecian's up there, too. I love it. Oh, Drew. My boy, Drew. Well,
2: I think we've come to the end.
0: hmm Okay.
2: We have talked about some good stuff on Solo News. A little recap, Daniel. What are those dates for the Force of Destiny? Force of Destiny? I do on?
1: not. I do not.
2: January 3rd?
1: No, 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 July no. July, 3rd. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: First episode on
1: YouTube. YouTube the Ray The Ray Disney. episode. The Ray episode.
2: Then I think there's one a day for the next seven days after that.
0: Steve. As an addendum to the Paul S. Kemp uh, brief discussion, he does have a submission in the Star Wars from a certain point of view story. An addendum. So we'll look we'll look forward to that. An addenda addend yourself
1: one of the addenda
0: <laughs> there's Thank a lot of a great funny. writers in that man yeah it's a nice list
1: I mean every, every I think everyone like Lucino Miller, Gray Um, I can just look at my bookshelf and like go down the list and they all, is Zahn doing one? Is Dr. Timothy Seuss. Zahn doing one?
0: I don't see him on the list but this is also in, on StarWars.com it's not a full list of authors either it That's says true. and more at the bottom of it, yeah. But uh, we'll see what Chuck Wendig has to offer. He's on that. John Jackson Miller. Oh, I love Wendig. EK Johnson and Ashley time doing something together. Christy Golden should be uh, good. Christy, Christy, mm-hmm. love it.
2: We have some stuff coming up. That's good. Steve Phasma. When's that book coming out? S-
0: September 1st, 2017. Title? A few months Beautiful. away.
1: Beautiful.
2: Title of the book, Steve?
0: Star Wars. Phasma.
2: Basic. Love it.
0: Creative. Creative. Basic. Yeah. Edgy.
2: No need to go crazy. Play it safe.
1: She's no nonsense, you know? So why should her book have nonsense?
2: Nope. True. I love it. High ground. I was right. You guys were second and third place, which is fantastic. <laughs> All good stuff. Duels. Saber duels and whatnot.
1: Yep. Yep. And if you're, if, for those listening, if you want to submit something for us to, to talk about for High Ground, just comment, uh, just like message one of us, let us know, comment on the podcast post comment somewhere where one of us will see it if we will definitely want to cover it
2: yeah I've been trying to before we get together to make a post yeah, ask us some that. input we didn't uh, we don't have time to hit everything uh, we try to pick a few and, and then, mm-hmm. uh, there were a couple that were posted this week that that hopefully next week we can maybe try to get uh, get into those help keep uh, give us stuff to talk about yeah things that seem interesting to the members in the group. We'll see what we can do. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen
1: um i I don't really have much, man. You know, just keep reading sours, keep getting into it. Don't be afraid to to get your nerd on with it. Don't be afraid to dive deep into the canon and it'll really help expand what you know about the films. It'll it'll really make it all that much better for you.
2: Good advice. Steve, any closing thoughts?
0: Nothing big. Just embrace what we got, enjoy it. Um we've never had so much at one point. So so often. Never. With films TV. This is forever, awesome. with everything. So uh
2: And I'm sure there are people out there that are complaining that there's so oh, much. Of course. Because why? Nobody hates Star, not, Wars, nobody like
1: hate Star Wars like a Star Wars fan. Star Wars fans.
0: It's not that it's <laughs> it's not that it's too much. It's that it's uh, it's not what they want. Yes, so, so. It's,
2: it's not the way they want okay. or hey. whatever.
0: Whatever. See, ya. yeah, yeah. We'll stay. We'll stay positive.
2: Yeah, sure will. <laughs> okay. That just about does it for this episode. We look forward to getting some feedback from you guys. Let us know what we should add, think, change, whatever. (laughs) Have some streaming video of Steve and Daniel while we record. Daniel's holding up a data card. Steve's holding up a Funko Pop toy. This is some sort of
0: bizarre looking Disney Luke Skywalker thing.
1: Um, (laughs) Is um, Is that one of your daughter's things?
0: No, it's it's been sitting on my desk. My mom gave it to me.
1: <laughs> Weird, man.
0: Mickey, yeah. the Mick,
1: <laughs> Mickey Mac, Mickey
2: Mac. Steve has it in his mouth now. The whole thing, he's eating it.
1: You know what? Hey, you know what I? You know what I had for dinner tonight? Well, if you can only see this sausage. No, <laughs> I had oh, Star Wars, Star Wars mac and cheese. Cram. Oh, I love nice. that stuff. Yeah. The craft. I, did, I love that. Did you get
0: Yoda? The droids? what you get? I got
1: Yoda and the X-Wings and C-3PO and R2 and Vader.
0: Did you make all four boxes?
1: Oh, no. I thought you meant the shapes. Yeah. You know, those are the shapes in the boxes.
0: It'll, yeah, no, yeah, yeah.
1: I got a, I got the five pack. I got like sure. the... Uh, they, they sold the five pack of the boxes. That's mm-hmm. so what I got. I think it was an R2 box. I have, but yeah, I have all the boxes. I have all those.
2: So... Good grief. Very good. Well, that's all we have. Hope you all enjoyed it. We look forward to doing it again. And again, check us out at www.taoswf.com. Links to the group. Check out the Facebook group. Give us some feedback in the group. Um, We will uh, see you next time. Thanks very much. Till then.
0: Bye, guys. Later.